In this setting, though, it can be kind of mildly amusing when I'm like that. When I, you know, because yeah. I cut somebody off or, you know, Ben's poking fun at me. And it, oh, I love it. Right. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So there's a little bit of that give and take that's on there. It's a little different on television. Like when I'm watching the draft, I, I don't want grumpy dude on there. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm watching the draft. I'm ready for my guy to be picked. I'm ready for my team to get better. I, you know, I'm, I'm watching, I'm interested, and I, I don't want to see somebody that's in a bad mood, right? I mean, I got enough stuff going on. I don't need to be reminded of stuff, why I should be in a bad mood, because you're in a bad mood. His, so now you're in a bad mood, I'm in more of a bad mood, and I can't tell if you're in a bad mood. I don't know if I should be in a bad mood, so I'm in a bad mood now. I want to feel better. Being able to see his body language made it worse. So, okay, all right, so what did you see there before we get to Chad Kelly stuff? What did you see there? Irritated. Just, yeah. you know, a little ticked off, like, you know, I'm like the king of body language. If, I, if I'm in a bad mood, everybody knows it. Stay away. Use caution. You know, forget it. That was the vibe he was putting out. Yeah. That was the vibe. I mean, for like, for most of the draft, I'm like, man, you created this little deal, this niche for yourself back in the early 80s. And like, you're the godfather of this stuff. And people, whether we agree with all of your opinions or not, it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. We, we still are interested in what you have to say because you have this longstanding respect for draft geeks like myself. And, and again, nobody's always right 100% of the time. We all get an egg on our face when we make predictions. That's part of the fun in doing it. And so the same theory applies with him. And I think ESPN's done a great job over the years of kind of poking fun at him for some of the stuff that he's gotten wrong. And that's okay, but... For whatever reason, in this draft, it was like, man, you're grouchy. Stop it. Have fun with this. It's the draft. It's what, what did Deptula call it last week? He came in and he said it. It's like the offseason Super Bowl. Yes. And there's so many fans that get so geeked up for it because you feel like your team has gotten better, even if they really haven't. Or if they reach for a player like Mitch Trubisky. And by the way, Mike Lennon said it feels like the Bears cheated on him when they drafted Trubisky. <laughs> Trubisky threw out the first pitch. Yesterday, game three between Clemson and Carolina up in Chapel Hill. Was not booed like he was in Chicago when he went to a Bulls game. <laughs> um, but it should be fun. The draft should be just a positive deal. And Kuyper kind of brought me down. And, and he, he hasn't really done that. I don't like it when he does that. Bring back the happy Mel. What's wrong? What's wrong with you, Mel? I think most people like Mel more than they like Mike Mayock. You know, of the NFL Network. Mayock's kind of boring. I like Mayock better. Okay. Yeah, but sell me on that for a second. I, I do. Now, the things that he gets wrong, Mayock, when he gets something wrong, he's really, really wrong. I mean, like. He's uh, like us. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. He just seems more likable. I've just never been a Mel Kuyper fan, and I don't, I don't know. You're just better than him. I don't. Yes. Yeah. yeah I, I, I you think, know what? I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate you. You're better than Mel Kuyper. You're too good for him. If that if that helps in this conversation, then yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, so, I, I, I do. Uh, I do kind of feel like that ship has sailed with him a little bit. Maybe maybe they they go in a little bit different direction because I just, uh, you know, in in these. Con like Huddle Report and other contests like that, I just, it just blows my mind. I, I need an update for Walt in the Huddle Report. We got anything on that? Walt, if you're listening, give me a buzz. I, I, I'm, I'm taking your phone call right now. I want to know how you did on the Huddle Report. Walt, Walt's out, uh, Walt's on vacation today, so he may not be listening. I hope he's not listening. Are you kidding? Yeah. I don't get Deptula this afternoon? After the draft, I don't get Deptula? Well, he has to take some time off. I mean, he works like 
25 hours a day on that thing. Okay, fair enough. I, uh, I didn't know that. I I, I, I didn't know that. Um, it, it wasn't it wasn't his best draft. Well, it was ever, so unpredictable. But, but it was so unpredictable. You know, one missed, one play, one team takes a quarterback instead of a offensive tackle and it throws everything into chaos. Uh, that, I think there was... It felt to me like there was more luck involved this year yeah. than than in any re- year I can remember, uh, if you're trying to predict those things. But you know, but guys like Mike Mayock and Mel Kiper, when you have a direct connection to general managers and front offices, how, how do you not get this stuff more right than anybody else? I mean, you're you're you. It's like you have a cheat sheet. And you're still not getting it right. Well, I, honestly, Do I think I the person... Do I expect too much? Do I expect too you're, much? You're expecting a little much, but there's only one reporter, I think, out there that would be up to the caliber that you're trying to compare Mel Kuyper to or Mike Mayock to, and that would be Adam Schefter. I, people don't understand how embedded he is mm-hmm. in what is happening in NFL. I mean, it, it's gotten so deep that if you pay attention, other teams have asked Adam Schefter for advice on certain components on how to deal with things, whether it's public relation, personnel. So I, I think that that happens frequently for a reporter the caliber of Adam Schefter. I, I, I don't know that he's matched by anyone in any sport with how embedded he is. I mean, he, he he's so good that ESPN has him doing some sideline reporting for the NBA, which is astonishing to me, and, and he's versatile enough to do it. Um, we could probably spend several shows talking about what that guy has accomplished. I continue to be blown away by it. Anyways, speaking of quarterbacks, yes, Mel Kuyper was grumpy. Yes, no one has all the answers, maybe outside of Schefter. The knee-jerk reaction for yourself. <laughs> Sorry. What? The text line. Mel's upset because 1985 called and wanted his hair, hair back. back. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, it's like Krzyzewski. You know he's never going to not dye the hair. I mean, it's somewhat vain, <laughs> but it is what it is. You know what I mean? I mean, he's got these doing the hair, but he's gray. You got to be gray like 70. I thought that really was a helmet for a long time. I didn't realize that was his hair. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of quarterbacks, your reaction when you learned that Chad Kelly was Mr. Irrelevant, the last player chosen in the 253-player pool that was the 2017 NFL Draft, and being selected by the Denver Broncos no less, coming off the season in which he tore the ACL at Ole Miss and I think actually uh, hurt his wrist mm-hmm. at Ole Miss's pro day and had to have surgery to correct that. He did. What was your reaction when you heard that news for the first time? Can I give you two reactions? Absolutely. Two's better than one. My non-Clemson ties reaction. I love where this is going. Good. And it just bear with me here. My non Clemson ties reaction says I would not be I would not be shocked if at some point you you're saying about Chad Kelly one of the biggest steals in the twenty seventeen NFL draft. 
an incredible arm, finally gets the wake-up call. He's in the right system. John Elway is personally babysitting him. Uh, they're doing everything right, and he's ends up being the biggest quarterback still in the draft. I don't think that would happen, but I have not ruled that out. The Clemson tie side of me says, you know, there's only one position that actually has a title to it, and it's Mr. Irrelevant, and I couldn't think of a nicer guy for that to go to. <laughs> because that's what he's been his college career, basically irrelevant. I, I'm struggling with this because I, I don't know if it's that or the exact opposite, and I, I, I get that point. When it comes to simply the throwing motion, when it comes to receiving a snap in the shotgun or the pistol, as what we saw in Oxford and also at Clemson in a couple of spring contests, when it comes to receiving the chest-high snap, putting the football at a point close to the shoulder, throwing the football down the field in one fell swoop, the strength of such a move, the accuracy of said move for the most part, and the poetic justice, like just the poetry in motion of watching a player deliver a strike, a fastball on a crossing pattern across the middle of the field on a tightrope without a wobble in a perfect spiral, hitting a receiver just in mid-stride in a perfect position, six inches perhaps away from the chest, and leading that particular target in the exact way that he needs to be led to create a situation on that particular play to get the most yards possible. Man, Chad Kelly can do that. I mean, he can do it. I love watching him toss the pill. <clears throat> Strike that. I love watching him throw the pigskin, right? Uh-huh. Deliver the rock with just this single motion. And, 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 and maybe part of the motion... It can be, it's a little elongated at times. Maybe he comes in with a Stafford-like delivery. Uh, it gets maybe a little sloppy with the mechanics at times. But, man, a lot of times you can watch him throw the ball, and it is poetry in motion. It's beautiful. And then just the sheer arm strength. Remember, this was the guy that delivered two wins against Bama. Think about this. Clemson had two quarterbacks on its roster that beat Bama a total of three times. Think about that. And nobody really else out there can say that. You signed Kelly, wow. Bama killer, Watson, Bama defeater in one game and nearly did it twice. You had them on the same roster. There's something to be said about the talent acquisition folks here. They kind of know what they're doing. Even Kelly a while back. They kind of know what they're doing. I love watching Chad Kelly throw the football. And so for a long period of time, when he kept his life in order in Oxford, you, you, you kind of thought, okay, this guy's turning things around and assuming he stays healthy, he's got a chance to be a high round pick in the NFL. I, I love the way that he throws. You know, he reminds me of a little bit like Dan Marino. I think he's got like a Marino. I think had a quicker release, but just man, he can gun it. I, I love watching a quarterback. That's got that kind of arm. Have you, I was alerted alerted to this last week and watched it. Have you ha- happened to see the sports science with Chad Kelly? I have not. Enlighten me, please. I can't wait to hear this. 
the highest rated quarterback they've ever tested. Ever. On that arm strength topped Paxton Lynch, who had held the record uh, prior to him. Read and reaction better than Trevor Trevor Simeon, who had held the the record. Trevor Simeon. I know. God. I always thought, like, he played quarterback? It made me want to vomit. <laughs> I mean, good grave, Trevor Simeon. But, yeah, his I, I, I watched it, and his accuracy, it, it wasn't like hitting a guy in the numbers. It was busting an apple off the top of somebody's head. Boom. I mean, it's you watch that and you say, oh, my gosh, he has the potential to be the best that's ever played this game. And with some of those things, now that's just one show, and I, I mean that's a bit of an exaggeration. Those kinds of measurables, though, is that's why I said what I said to begin with, that you look back and say could be the biggest steal ever. It's the decision making. Are you, are you getting ready to press the Dabo button back there? I was yeah. looking to see if you were, but I, exactly. I, I didn't know if you were or not. Uh, it's the decision making, though, and that decision making not only on the field but off the field. Uh, but that you know, when you have an arm that big, and then you go to the NFL, maybe you trust it a little bit too much. You know, maybe you you think you can make every pass, and that was it's that it's kind of that Brett Favre thing a little bit. Like I can I can thread this needle. From fifty yards away, he can. We'll see. I want to talk more about this coming up in our next segment. Six five four seven six two seven. The phone number. This conversation goes deeper than just this, because this was the guy that was signed here. That uh, you know, a lot of us felt like had a great chance uh, to be successful here. And, and the weird part about it is, what if Kelly wouldn't have done? or did not do what he did uh, in Dabo's office some three years ago? Like, how would that have changed the complexion of Clemson football moving forward, given what you had with Deshaun? I mean, it, you can kind of blow your mind thinking about that for too long. It, if Denver cuts him, does he threaten to spray him with his AK? <laughs> I'm not ready to talk about all that just yet. But just curious. The answer is yes. The answer is yes. Um, all right, more on this coming up. You want to talk Chad Kelly, Mr. Irrelevant. The last pick in the draft, John Elway, said he made the phone call to Jim Kelly, and who's the uncle, of course, of Chad Kelly. And, and Jim gave him all the positivity that you could expect. That he's a good guy, and I, I think we're all just kind of thinking to ourselves, really, that we're still playing that card to this day. And I mean, you credit it because you know blood's blood's thicker than water, and it's family, and so you're going to support your guy. And I, part of me respects that, but I mean, if you're John Elway, and you did your homework. Are you really thinking that you know something's going to happen here? that ends in a positive way. And I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But I, I want to dig a little deeper here on the Chad Kelly front. We'll take you back to his time here at Clemson, kind of what happened. 654-7627, the phone number. 654-ROAR, talking about the draft. Less Mel Kuyper, more Chad Kelly. Coming up. I'm Blake Smith. It's a frightening reality that medical errors are the third leading cause of death in America. This doesn't account for the thousands of other incidences of medical malpractice. However, you don't have to feel helpless and alone. We have the knowledge to help you. If you or a loved one have been injured, you have rights that need to be addressed and discussed. Call our firm, Parham Smith and Archenhold, for a free consultation at 864-242-9008. That's 864-242-9008. As a business, you want a clean facility. 
for your customers, your staff, and your guests. Turn to the best in the industry, Jan Pro. You are hiring a company whose staff is certified, not just trained. They're insured and bonded, and they go through an intense five-week certification program. They're local business owners growing the local economy, and they can do more than just cleaning. You'll be more than satisfied with the Jan Pro team on your team. You'll be amazed. Call Jan Pro today at 458-3053. Spring has sprung and it's time to get away on a set of Yokohama radial tires from Steve's Tire and Service in Easley. Let Steve's Tire save you some money along the way. Purchase any set of Yokohama Ascend, Invigor, or any set of Geolander HT or AT, and you're going to receive a $60 mail-in rebate April 15th through May 31st. So why not ride to that spring getaway on a set of Yokohamas? Give Steve's Tire and Service a call at 859-1361 and let the savings begin. Anytime is a great time to buy jewelry from Reed's Jewelers in Haywood Mall. Whether it's a diamond for her, a watch for him, or maybe something special for an upcoming graduate. No matter the occasion, Reed's will dazzle you. Endorsed by Roar listeners like Zeke. I'm calling in for one of your sponsors, man. Wally over there, Reed's Jewelers. Go check him out. They'll get you what you need. If not, he'll find it, and he will definitely take care of you. Zeke loves Reed's Jewelers. You will as well. Reed's Jewelers, Haywood Mall, next to Belk. Online at reeds.com. A need to travel? Edwards Auto Sales in Walhalla has the area's best prices on new Ford trucks, cars, and SUVs. In business for over 50 years, shop Edwards Auto Sales for all your automotive needs. You know, watching your family grow is a wonderful part of life. But with it comes responsibilities. Have you planned for your children or grandchildren's education? Does your current insurance cover your needs the right way? Should you start or diversify your investment portfolio? Talk to the independent, full-service financial advisors at Kiwi Financial Group. Wherever you are in life and whatever you need for your family, Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson can help. Call them today at 654-5043 or go online at KiwiFG.com. Everyone has someone in their lives that could use a little surprise, a little pick-me-up. You want to deliver those smiles, but who has the time? School, work, and more. Try Urban Nirvana's online gift certificate. Buy and print it right from your own computer. A great way to treat your wife for making all those tailgate preparations. Your college student for all the hard work. Or mom, just because. Online purchase and print from your computer. Only at UrbanNirvana.com. If you or a loved one is struggling with drug or alcohol addiction, call Addiction Recovery now at 864-520-5126. Our trained addiction specialists are available 24-7, and all calls are free and confidential. Your insurance may cover 100% of all costs, so call now. We work with top accredited facilities across the country for any kind of addiction and age group. So let Addiction Recovery now find the best option to fit your needs. Call now at 864-520-5126. Middays means three great hours of sports talk on the Roy Philpot Show. Maybe we could live without the wisecracks. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Third hour of the show continues on an overcast, rainy Monday afternoon. It feels like a Monday the second you step outside, unfortunately. But you're almost halfway home. You're more than halfway home. You can see 5 o'clock. It's going to be here before you know it. Ben Milstead, Roy Philpott, back at 105.5. The Roar, Moral and Chad Kelly coming up in this segment. We're brought to you by our good friends at ZipRecruiter. 
The time is now to submit your job opening to 100 plus job boards across the internet, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with one click. ZipRecruiter can help you find that candidate that you need, whether he's here, whether she's uh, in Washington, in California, they're going to find it for you in a matter of minutes. No more countless hours searching. ZipRecruiter does all the hard work for you. They're easy to use interface. It's called the dashboard. You can select screen and rate candidates all in one place. Find the right fit fast. Don't get stuck without the right lineup. Discover today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes nationwide, big and small. And right now, our listeners can kick off their hiring on ZipRecruiter for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash play. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash play. One more time to try it for free today. It is ZipRecruiter.com slash play. Find the top talent just like our friends the NFL did this past weekend with the draft. Our good friends at ZipRecruiter.com. We encourage you to check them out today. I remember interviewing Chad Kelly here a couple times. I've told this story once before, but there was, uh, this is after maybe his freshman year, and it's the spring practice, I guess, afterwards. And, and so there's a little bit of buzz surrounding this guy because he had a good arm. He had a great arm, an elite arm, really. And the coaches were kind of high on him. And there's a little bit of buzz. You know, there's always a buzz about some guy. Christian Wilkins, there was a buzz. Remember that? Christian Wilkins was signed, and we kind of heard about it. And then in the first couple of days of camp, you just heard people talking about it. You know, you mentioned his name to somebody off the record, like, oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, there was a buzz with Christian Wilkins, right? Right. There was that same kind of deal with Chad Kelly as a quarterback. Because, man, the throwing motion was just off the charts. Yeah, Christian Wilkins' buzz was over the stretching, if I recall. Remember that? Man, we were just sitting there watching him. Flex. Practice one. Freshman year. And all of a sudden, like, he, he like, grabs his ankle and, like, takes his leg above his head. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> you can't do that. Nine-minute yoga with I Christian mean, it was Wilkins. crazy. It was like hot yoga on display right there. You don't do that as a defensive tackle. As a freshman, you're not supposed to be able to do that. You know the other place he did it? In front of the national championship <laughs> trophy, <laughs> did a split. That was pretty cool. And every man went, "Oh!" I mean, we all cringe, but are like, "Man, how do you do that?" And where's everything going there, buddy? <laughs> Don't really want to know. Looks good on you, though. <laughs> yeah. How did you do that? Wow. There was that kind of buzz with Chad Kelly, and it never really occurred to me. Remember, he bounced around in a couple of high schools up in New York, and and for the most part, Kelly was like a three star guy. And when he signed, I remember talking about him. It was it was on this show. I think we were doing this show by then. And I was like, if you talk to people at Clemson, they really feel like that he was not identified properly by the recruiting services, namely because of the arm strength. And maybe it was because he wasn't that tall or he wasn't as tall as what, you know. He wasn't 6'5", I guess. How tall was Jack? He was like 6'2". He was like 6'2". I think so. I'll look he it was up. He 6'2"-ish. Double check that. Triple check that. So there was this buzz surrounding him. And... There were a couple of incidents, I guess, in high school where he bounced around a little bit. You kind of heard some things. He was a little bit of a firecracker, but it never really occurred to you that there was going to be some kind of major deal off the field. Or this was going to be something you had to watch. Yeah, I my first thoughts of him were, well, he's Jim Kelly's nephew. Right. He knows how to work hard. He knows what it takes to be successful. I thought he was going to be a cut above because he was Jim Kelly's nephew. So the bloodlines impressed you yeah. as much as anything. And I thought that would translate to a more successful person off the field. The reality of it was, though, that I'm not so sure that hasn't contributed to that 
silver spoon mentality that he had. True. And, and we think that could be part of this. We don't know that, but it could be. Long story short, it never occurred to me that this was going to be a major issue until one day in just a very kind of surreal moment. I think there was like three or four of us reporters at the times. And I, at the time, I don't, I don't remember exactly who they were, but they were, you know, trusted beat guys probably that had been on the, on the Clemson beat for at least three to four or five years, if not longer, maybe a couple of guys that had done it for, you know, close to a decade. And, and Kelly was identified in a post scrimmage setting as a player that excelled. Well, you know, Kelly made a couple of good reads today, made a couple of throws where we all just kind of looked at each other. And, you know, this was, this could have been a Chad talking. This could have been a Dabo. You know, it could have been, a, could have been any offensive coach really just mentioning it and, and, and not, you know, kind of a casual way, not really lauding on it, just, you know, giving him too much praise, but just, okay, hey, can we talk to Chad Kelly afterwards? Because it sounded good enough. You know what I mean? Right. So Kelly comes out and, and, and Kelly, for the most part, when you deal with him one-on-one, he will engage you. He's an engaging guy. It's a little awkward at times, but I always found it to be engaged. I probably did one or two one-on-one interviews with him and, and, and probably one at least where I had like a video camera or an iPhone camera in his face. And, and, you know, he was fine. But this particular day, after excelling in the stadium scrimmage, he comes over and there's like four of us, maybe five, and we're all talking to him. So we're just kind of peppering him with different questions and and nothing that's bad at all. I mean, it's all, you know... It's a spring practice. You've got an underclassman quarterback that we haven't talked a bunch to, and he had a pretty good scrimmage. And so, I mean, it, people are lobbing softballs, right? I mean, that's kind of right. the deal. You're not you're not going to ask him for the meaning of life in like your second or third time talking to him ever, right? Right. And so, I <laughs> I think it was me that asked the question. I just asked a question, and it was just a meaningless question. You know, uh, sounded like you you made a good throw on an out route to Martavis today. You know, what you know? Do you mind walking us through kind of some of your bigger plays in the scrimmage? It sounded like the offense was was clicking with you at quarterback. He was like, yeah, you know, and, and he starts talking. And like ten seconds in, man, he's full bore. He's going after him. Like, man, I like me some Chad Kelly. This is good. This guy's getting after. Him. And so, like, he's looking at me and, and maybe like one other reporter that when he's talking, and then without any reason without anything that would cause him to do such a thing, he like looks away from us and then like turns to the side and just starts laughing uncontrollably. Like in a, in a, in just a sinister, awkward, like what kind of laugh? I mean, just in mid sentence. Really? Yeah. He was just sitting there talking. All of a sudden he's like, (laughs) and I just kind of look around like what? We just all looked at each other. I, I didn't know what to do. And then he kind of picked back up to where he was in our conversation. And it, it just, it was one of the most awkward 10 seconds of my entire life, personally or professionally. I'm not, I'm not just trying to bash you. I'm just telling you what happened. I'm just saying what happened that day. And, and there's like two of us walked away. And I think I remember the one report I was talking to. I, I won't name him, but we just kind of walked away. We just kind of looked at each other. I'm like, was that as awkward for you as it was for me? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah. It was really strange. And you really didn't know what to make of it. Yeah. You really didn't know what to make of it. And so I, I just kind of filed that away. And I said, at, at some point, does this mean something? And I think finally the answer was yes, obviously, when, when things ended. 
at, at Clemson the way in which they did. And, and you know, that, that the whole day, you, you remember how, you remember what happened here in his final days at Clemson. Uh, it was a spring game. Remember the orange and white game? Right. He comes out. He, he had been injured in the spring game the previous year. He had an ACL tear or something Tor- yeah. w- without any kind of contact at all, right? Right. And so the next spring, he's out to prove himself. And, and the returns, for the most part, were really good. But he comes out and he forces a pick, throws a pick. He and, threw two in that game, as a matter of fact. Okay, threw two interceptions. Thank you. Ten for 18. In the, oh, there we go. In so the dropping some knowledge here. And then he comes over to the sideline, and Morris has a word with him. Chad Chad Morris talks to him for a second, and, and clearly he was not happy. He was miffed. And so he didn't play the rest of the, the orange and white game. Remember that? Kind of threw a little bit of a temper tantrum on the sideline. Didn't play the rest of the spring game. We all kind of left wondering, well, okay, what does this mean? It turns out the next Monday, the wheels came off. Uh, there was a report of a little fender bender where he kind of left. It involved... Uh, you know, particular uh, personality here that we all respected and and grew very fond of in Miss South Carolina. She was a GA only for the football team at the time. <laughs> right, right. So, in whatever happened there, I we've never gotten all the details of it, but it didn't it, it didn't sound like it went very well. And so, plus there was a tirade with with Chad on the sidelines, and so you know Dabo benches him. Dabo's not got anything to do with that. The Monday after the spring game, Kelly's miffed and basically you know, has a conversation with Dabo that doesn't go very well. Throws another temper tantrum. Dabo kicks him off the team. I'm cleaning up this story based off what I was heard. But, it, it you know, it, it wasn't good. It wasn't good, the conversation that took place between himself and, and Coach Sweeney. So he's booted off the team. He ends up at Ole Miss. Kind of gets into trouble after signing his letter of intent with the Rebels after transferring. And then Hugh Freeze is able to kind of, you know, massage that a little bit. They work past that. He goes on and he has a good career at Ole Miss. He beats Bama twice, including once in Tuscaloosa. So he goes on and has a pretty good thing. Does a pretty good job at Ole Miss despite the ACL tear. And, you know, the season kind of coming crashing to a halt last year when he went out. Ole Miss now on probation. Ole Miss has banned itself from a bowl game this fall. Hugh Freeze is trying to trying to mend a lot of, of uh, you know, trying to, Trying to get things back in order. I don't know if that's going to happen under his watch, right? Yeah. But Hugh, but Hugh's the victim, Roy. Don't forget that Hugh's the victim in all this. Just ask him; he'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> um, I say all of this because the guy is probably one of the most talented players I've ever been around, and. The arm is of NFL caliber, unlike anything I think we've seen here. I mean, it's really, really good. It's great. And yet, it just never added up the way that he wanted it to. And I think with everything that happened in how his Clemson career came to a came to an end, came to a screeching halt, and he's basically booted off the team. Well, there's so many things that happened that day, which... I think that happened, but, you know, it was kind of told to me, nah. But I was like, really? And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, okay. And I'm still not 100% convinced of it, but, you know, whatever. Even with everything that happened that day, it was told to me by a trusted source that Dabo himself made sure that Kelly wasn't painted in the wrong light even after what transpired 
and whatever it was that transpired in his office that day, as bad as things ended here, it sounds like to me behind the scenes, and maybe even as it pertains to the draft, that he still had the well wishes of people here, which to me mm-hmm. is almost astonishing. Yeah, it, you and I haven't even talked about this. You, you kind of heard the same thing. I think, I don't think, I know Coach Sweeney is a very, very honest man. But I think he took the high road with the Chad Kelly story to the nth degree. Like almost, <laughs> almost to the point where like, coach, is that really what happened? I mean, I, cause you know, people in the football office are saying one thing and other people, inc- including cops were saying another, but, Woo! but you know what? Woo! I give the coach credit for that because it feels like it, I, I want to say that they've even been in contact since then. I know that he spoke very highly of him, and yeah. Ole Miss is getting a very talented player. And, you know, I, I think generally speak, not generally, Coach Sweeney wants the best for every player that's ever come through here. Um, you know, even if it means showing them some tough love and sometimes showing them the door, he still wants them to be successful. And I, I, I think he took as high a road as he possibly could in the Chad Kelly situation. Fair enough? Fair enough. Do you remember, before we go to the phone real quick, do you remember before, right after Chad Kelly signs, he calls out Cole Stout? <laughs> do you remember that? He's like, and I the, don't know why you think you're going to be the starting quarterback. That's me, bro. And at the time, Paraphrasing. you know, Clemson fans were, including us, were like, oh, man, we love the confidence hey, of that give guy. Give me the swagger. Oh, right? swag, Kelly. Swag. We can't wait to get that. that we, that's what you want in a leader right there. Yeah, it turns out we were wrong. I don't know what's going to happen with him in Denver, but I want to see. Right? I don't know what's going to happen. I I don't know what's going to happen. I I don't think it's going to end well. He kind of made things work at Ole Miss. And for the record, uh, he only beat Bama once. They blew the 24-0 lead last year. Thank you uh, for the people that have pointed that out, textures and everything else. But still impressive. I don't know what's going to happen in Denver with Chad Kelly. If he keeps his nose clean long enough, he will get a chance because Elway sees what we saw from day one, the arm. And he's competitive and he's fiery. And if you just can corral that somewhat, that could equate to something pretty good. Problem is, it also can equate to something pretty bad too. Maybe now that he's playing for cash, it'll mean a little bit more and it happens for him. We'll see. Kelly for the record, 6 224 Get one more call in this segment, 654-7627. Brad joins us next. Hey, Brad. Hey, Roy. How you doing, bud? Doing very well. Uh, I want to talk about Mike Williams. I, I, think, I think the first three years of his career are going to be very beneficial for him playing with the end of Rivers' career. Uh, I think he's going to get off to a great start. I wonder who they're going to replace Rivers with. But I had an interesting thing. I, I was watching video of him when he first got to the facility out there, and he was taking pictures in front of the stadium. I was like, that's that looks like a pretty small stadium. I looked it up yeah. on Google. It said the new Charter Stadium was 27,000 seats. It's a soccer That's stadium. Yeah, Brad, they're playing in that temporarily, I think, until they get whatever venue they they get constructed. I, I don't know how that's going to work, but it's a soccer stadium they're playing in. That is, to me, just absolutely mind-blowing that they would play in a 27,000-seat stadium anywhere. Yeah. It's like where you'd play a secondary bowl game, you would think, as opposed to you know an NFL an NFL team. But I, I think it's only temporary. So I, that that's going to be a little different for the Chargers, isn't it? Right to play in Los Angeles and to play in a stadium that doesn't even seat thirty thousand. It's a little awkward. 
Yeah, that that'll be weird for sure. But I think Williams has a great chance to get off his career. I think. Yeah. I think out of kids, out of, out of guys in this draft class, I think him, and then I, I think Gallman's going to have a chance to have a an absolutely fantastic career. I think he was. Everybody knows he was vastly underrated at Clemson, but I, I think he's going to go and be a great pro. I just want to know what you thought about that. Take it off the air. All right, Brad. No question. I, I love Mike Williams in Los Angeles with Philip Rivers. Same thing can be said for Artavis Scott with Wayne Gallman going to the Giants. I mean, it just makes sense. They love bruising backs, smart players, high football IQ players. Gallman is that. I I think it's going to be a really nice career for the Wayne train. I love the fact that he played linebacker in high school. Clemson wanted him as a running back. He made that full-time transition. He turned it out to be like one of the key players for the Tigers run to the national championship game the last two years and the ultimate national title back on January 9th. I, Gallman was instrumental, and I really think they're going to miss him next season. You didn't miss Chad Kelly, but uh, you're going to miss Wayne Gallman. I, I I don't know everything that happened that day, but I don't think it was good up in the West Zone. I don't think it was good. I, I, I you know, so give me a percentage, percentage chance that Chad Kelly makes the Denver roster, either as a practice squad, practice squad guy. Yeah, that's where that's where you think he is this I, coming I, year. In a year. Well, this this coming season, this upcoming season, practice squad guy. Remember, he's coming off of two injuries, and that's that's tough. That's very tough, especially with a wrist injury as a quarterback. Uh, that's tough. I'll answer that question coming up. Final segment. If you want to talk with us, six five four seven six two seven six five four roar. Back to wrap it up. More on Chad Kelly coming up. No matter where you're going, you'll see hundreds of convenience stores along your route. What sets Locomart in Clemson apart? Quality gasoline at awesome prices? Yes. Rewards to help you save even more money? Yes. But you'll also find a huge craft beer selection at Locomart that you wouldn't find at a normal convenience store. There's only one stop you need to make. Locomart on Old Greenville Highway and Highway 123. Proudly locally owned and operated. Marathon. Fueling the American spirit. It's a mother of a move in grand opening as Purple Haze has a new location in Anderson. Voted the Upstate's best piercing studio, Purple Haze is now at 3448 Cinema Avenue in Anderson, next to Dazzlers and behind Grady's. Body jewelry, glassware, tapestries, incense, candles, and posters, and award-winning piercing facilities and piercing professionals. Purple Haze, 3448 Cinema Avenue, Anderson, next to Dazzlers and behind Grady's. Look for a new Clemson location coming soon. Craft Stove Store and Patio's preseason sale is on. Get the patio of your dreams with famous name brand furniture at prices that make your dream patio a reality. Choose a style or design your own with your choice of fabrics. With Craft Stove Store and Patio, you know you're getting quality furniture with timeless style. You can really enjoy spring and summer on your new patio with the preseason sale going on now at Craft Stove Store and Patio, 3002 Wade Hampton Boulevard. Craft Stove Store and Patio. Anything that's made just for you is a perfect fit, right? Like a tailored suit. It fits your measurements. No one else's. That same kind of fit is exactly what Engineered Sleep strives for. A mattress made just for you, built to your sleeping patterns and habits. What could be more important than a good night's rest? Engineered Sleep wants to make it a perfect night's rest. If after a couple of weeks you find it's not perfect, Engineered Sleep will adjust it until it is. 
Visit their location at 627 Congaree Road to see the process. Learn how your mattress is made. By manufacturing your custom-made mattress at their factory, you're saving money because there is no middleman. Factory to you. And you can score a significant discount by picking up your mattress instead of having it delivered. Engineered sleep, it's not mattress shopping, it's an experience. Everyone has someone in their lives that could use a little surprise, a little pick-me-up. You want to deliver those smiles, but who has the time? School, work, and more. Try Urban Nirvana's online gift certificate. Buy and print it right from your own computer. A great way to treat your wife for making all those tailgate preparations. Your college student for all the hard work. Or mom, just because. Online purchase and print from your computer. Only at urbannirvana.com. You've dreamed of designing your one-of-a-kind pool. Now you can at Aqua Pool Care in Anderson. Right before your eyes, beautiful cascading waterfalls, elegant spillover spas, and unique water fountains come to life with their 3D virtual computer system. And when it's complete, let Aqua Pool Care maintain your pool so you can enjoy your masterpiece. Unlimited pool possibilities with Aqua Pool Care. Call them at 508-1885 or online at aquapoolcarellc.com and make your dreams come true. Using the Groupon app, you can save up to $100 a week on what you do every day, like haircuts. Because even if you don't need a haircut, you're eventually going to need a haircut. Unless you're bald, in which case Groupon can save you a lot of money on skincare. The point is, using Groupon can save you up to $100 a week. Getting a massage? Check Groupon. Mani-pedi? Check Groupon. Looking for nearby yoga classes? Use the top-rated Groupon app to save up to $100 a week on what you do every day. Download the app and save. Groupon. Roy Philpott on WCCP. The fourth quarter is coming up from Death Valley. Second half is underway. Ten seconds, and it can't stop now. Nebraska is out of timeouts, and Clemson has indeed proved itself to be the number one team in all of college football. Here's the end of the game. Are we finished? Done. And now, back to Roy and Ben on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. I mean, I'll just come in guns blazing with my AK-47. I think Kelly's going to play. You you asked me going out the last mm-hmm. break, how would you put the percentages? Is he practice squad? Does he make the roster? What happens a year from now? Well, the knee's got to be healthy, and so that's a concern. But I, I don't think you drafted him as Mr. Irrelevant to cut him at some point during training camp. Now, the caveat is... He can't be going to clubs and making it rain and doing all kinds of stuff. It's out there, right? He can't be doing that. I, I can't predict that. Suddenly, you look concerned behind the glass. Suddenly, you look really concerned. Industry. No, I'm oh, good. I'm good. Right. Denver, at some juncture, will give him a chance. Maybe under the tutelage of John Elway, this thing will work for a short duration. I, I don't see him playing in the NFL for six or seven years. Could you see him catch lightning in a bottle and in one year as a starting quarterback lead the Broncos to the playoffs? Yeah, I, I, I could see that happening. But at some point, it all comes unglued. It, it comes unraveled. I, it, it, there's too many ingredients there in the Chad Kelly recipe to think that you're going to cook that pie for 10 years and it's going to come out golden brown and perfect. I, I just, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't see that happening. I just don't, but, but lightning in a bottle for a year and it just works. Well, yeah, he's got the arm strength. He's got the ability to be able to do it. I mean, is 
his instinctiveness at the position, his delivery, all the throws, his competitive nature, the fiery personality. I mean, that stuff equals a lot of positives over the, the short term, over the long haul. I mean, you, you're, you're talking about investing in penny stocks forever, and that's just not going to work. It's just not going to work with Kelly. Can I sell you on that? I need you to say yes. I need you to say yes. I, I felt really good about those comparisons. I think if he ever makes it, he stays. What do you mean? Uh, I mean, you said you're saying Kelly makes it for a year. Is it, you know what you said? I, I, at some point in his career, all right, first off, he's got to be healthy. I don't know when that occurs. Right. At some point in his career, his arm is good enough to where I could see him directing traffic about 16 games. Broncos go to the playoffs, and, and here's Chad Kelly, man, the steal. They got him as a steal in the draft. And, and then at some point soon thereafter, it all falls apart. You, you get him healthy. He's going to be good enough under Elway and that system to where I think that it'll work in a very short duration. Long term, I don't think that it does. Long term, Chad Kelly emerges as as Chad Kelly. That's the, So I, I'm conceding for like a year. At some point in the future, this thing will work. And then it won't. And then it, it'll he'll crash and burn. That's where I am with it. And, and what I'm saying is, if he ever makes it, I don't, I don't know that crash and burn ever help ever happens. He he persists. I think you, you believe in Chad Kelly. I think once it may, once it takes. Who are you right now? He'll he'll stay because he's just that talented. And if you're really talented, uh, the NFL will overlook a lot of stuff. Fair enough. I, 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 he's going to prove to be his own undoing long-term. I, I can't forecast when or how, but probably when he is at his zenith is when it'll happen. What? Hey man, this guy figured it out. Hey man, this off this, this arm and this offense, it all works. Chad Kelly's our quarterback of the future. The second we start buying in at that level mm-hmm. is the second when something bad happens. What, how, when, I don't know. He's got to be healthy first. When that happens, he'll contend. At some point, he'll win a job. At some point, he'll play. It'll look good, and we all get excited, and then we all get inevitably let down. That That's how this whole thing's going to play out. And it, you know what? In 2019 or 2020, when all this comes to fruition, drop me a note on Twitter. You called it Phil Pot back in 2017 on May 1st, May Day. You called it. It's going to be May. It happened, and uh, and you say I'm right because that, that's how this thing will end. I- I just don't rule out the possibility that he can turn things around even this late uh, uh, after so many bad things that have happened. I do think there's still a possibility that he can turn things around. And Denver is a really good organization, I would think anyway, to help him make good choices, to give him the the guidance that somebody who struggles with some of those decisions might need um, the fact that John Elway's in the front office is a is a huge plus because I would imagine I love it. Elway's like my favorite player of all times, man. That, that guy could sling it around, and he was an athlete. Yeah, you know, and I, I've never been around John Elway, but I would imagine he's one of those guys that he walks into a room and he has that it factor. He has that presence about him, and I, I'm just imagining Chad Kelly, you know, in the weight room there at the Broncos facility, and he's. He's getting in a lift, and John Elway walks in just 
un, unannounced. It's like, you know what? Hey, you got a chance of being great here. Yeah. You're doing the right things off the off the field. You got you surrounding yourself with the right people. Yeah. I think I could see John Elway being that constant Maybe. positive influence on him. All right, final couple of minutes here. We've been talking about the 2017 NFL draft all afternoon long, rehashing some of went, uh, what went down. Uh, a look ahead towards next year because that's already out there just because we're semi-interested in this. CBSSports.com has posted its top five players at each position on the football field that they think will be eligible for next year's draft. At quarterback, there's no Clemson players listed. Just because we're interested, Sam Darnold, number one. Josh Rosen, number two, from UCLA. Lamar Jackson, the third quarterback next year. Josh Allen at Wyoming, who I think is going to creep up a lot of draft uh, draft boards late in the season this coming year. And then Mason Rudolph, the top five quarterbacks that are available. Nick Chubb at George is their uh, number five running back that's available. Saquon Barkley at Penn State, their number one running back. At wide receiver, your boy Deion Kane. Listed as the number five wide receiver, according to CBSSports.com, available for next year's NFL draft at 6-1-2-10, running a 4-4-7-40. Debo Samuel is also included from South Carolina on that list, is just missing the top five. At offensive tackle, Mitch Hyatt is listed as the number two offensive tackle, available potentially in next year's NFL draft, trailing only Connor Williams out of Texas. Mitch Hyatt, number two. I find that to be interesting. Edge rusher, Cleveland Farrell, number three. According to edge rushers from CBSSports.com at 6'5", 260 pounds, running a 4'7", Cleveland Farrell could be a high draft pick next year. And as somebody that gets after the passer, obviously, uh, there's a lot more focus on those particular players. Defensive tackle, if I had to ask you, where do you think they rank Christian Wilkins next season? Number one. Number one. No is doubt. It, that's where he is. Six three three ten, running a five-second 40. Christian Wilkins listed as the number one defensive tackle available in next year's draft. Uh, no linebackers, corners, or safeties from Clemson, Carolina, or Georgia made that list on potential players next year at the top five, within the top five, rather, at their position. Some love for Deion Kane, A lot of love for Mitch High and Christian Wilkins. And a lot of love for Cleveland Farrell. Farrell's a guy, I think, that's kind of under the radar entering this season, believe it or not. He could be a very high pick next year. I, exactly. And if he has a the season that I think he's going to have, he's he's one of those guys you're tuning in on Thursday night. Like, all right, who gets picked higher? Uh, you know, Christian Wilkins or Farrell or Hyatt. I mean, there's a lot of potential next year. For round one guys. Has Clemson ever had a first-round pick on the offensive line? I, if it happened, it happened like in 1986. I don't think they've ever – I don't think they've had but two or three ever drafted. Right. Mitch Hyatt should be the highest ever selected from Clemson, I would think. Yeah, that's that'd be a good homework assignment for you. Cause we'll like, work on that. Uh, I'm just like, going to email Tim Bray. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was going to – Just going to email Tim. Was Bostic was undrafted, I believe, even. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I mean – I, I can say without emailing Tim, there's never been a first round. I don't think there has. I really don't. One more call before we uh, get out of here. Seminole Ted joins us. Hey, Ted. Hey, thanks for taking my call. I'll be real quick. Uh, I love the pick of Dalvin Cook to Minnesota yeah. to uh, try to fill the shoes of uh, Adrian Peterson. But I, I wanted you, I wanted your take on that. And do you think that Tankersley will make the 53-man squad and be able to start immediately in Miami? I'll take the uh, comments off the air. Have a good one. 
Dalvin Cook was my favorite running back in this draft. I love the fit in Minnesota. He, he's got to stay healthy. I mean, at times he checked out of Florida State, but man, those highlight reel runs. At any point in time, he can break one off for 70 yards. I, I love the low center of gravity. I think he can hide behind some of those bigger offensive linemen uh, up there in the great north. And, you know, I, I thought the experts all knocked it out of the park and suggesting it's probably not a bad thing he gets so far away from the Sunshine State where his entourage is. I don't think there's a lot of a lot of love between uh, the NFL teams and, and some of the buddies of Dalvin Cook, right or wrong. I just think that's how it is to be in Minnesota, a long ways from home, probably not the worst thing on the planet for Dalvin Cook. It's going to be a good fit, stay healthy. He's going to put up enormous numbers. Uh, think about that at Minnesota where you've got uh, Teddy Bridgewater and Dalvin Cook potentially for a long period of time. You've got some other backs there I think that are pretty good. It'll work out very well. Uh, Cordray Tankersley is very solid. Uh, probably, you know, your, your your nickel corner, your third DB on the field perhaps in a coverage situation to start out with, and then long-term I think he can be a starter. Your number two corner. I don't know if he's ever a shutdown, lockdown guy uh, for the Dolphins. Tankersley, we kind of overlooked, but he did a really solid job stepping in for players like McKenzie Alexander and just kind of filling those shoes and, you know, they really didn't miss a beat last year defensively losing Alexander with Tankersley in there. Tankersley is not – I don't know that he has NFL speed, but he has – definitely has NFL size. He is a big, big guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I saw him, I thought he was a linebacker. I mean, he is a he is a big guy. And I think – will he make the roster? I No doubt in my mind he makes the right, roster. Right, but it, Ted wanted to know, is he the starter this year? And I mm. – I, yeah, I said, a, you know, like a third corner initially, like a nickel or a dime guy on the yeah. field. Yeah, that's that sounds about right. I like Tankersley and his long-term potential uh, down in Miami. Uh, looking forward to being back with you tomorrow. Coming up 12.05 on Tuesday, working on a couple of interviews. We'll also touch base with our good friend Daniel Shirley in our weekend conversation, our weekly conversation, rather. And then also uh, later on this week, uh, very excited to uh, touch base again with Dean Leggy from dogpost.com as we get the final update from Georgia's spring practice. Not a lot of Bulldogs selected in the NFL draft this go-around. In fact, West Georgia, Georgia Southern, Georgia State all had more players than the Georgia Dogs. I was a little surprised by that. I think I heard this right, that there were 29 players from the state of Georgia drafted. Right, right. None f- went to, actually went to Georgia. Isn't that weird? Yes. That's really weird. What happened there Mar- Mark Rick's final couple of seasons? I don't know. Maybe we'll try to broach that topic with Dean Leggy from Dog Post coming up later this week. We'll also talk more about Clemson baseball. Tigers get Nevada this weekend, obviously trying to bounce back after the sweep against North Carolina. And the Tigers have some work to do on the diamond. Quick reminder, no Walt Deptula today. All for vacation. Back with you later this week. Looking forward to rejoining you tomorrow. We'll see you again at 12.05. We look forward to it as always. That's when we'll see you for more of the show. Broadcasting from the Blue Ridge Security Studios, keeping our home court safe. We are WCCP, Clemson Greenville, 105.5. Sports Flag. Upper Jackerman, two more second round series open tonight in the NBA. The Cavaliers host the Raptors to open the Eastern Conference semifinals. The defending champs have been off for a week since sweeping the Pacers and LeBron James enjoyed some time off. It gives me a mental break. Um, as far as physically, I am who I am. Um, I've played so many games over the years that you know the best break for me is probably when I'm done. <laughs> 
So, but as far as the mental thing, I think anytime you can get a, you're able to decompress a little bit, you know, throughout the postseason, it helps you. In the West, the Spurs host the Rockets in Game 1. The two teams staged four battles during the regular season, decided by a total of 10 points. The Rockets dropped three of them. Head coach Mike D'Antoni expecting this to be a very tight, hard-fought series. They're a good team, so we're going to have to play really well to beat them. They're a really good team, and they're not going to beat themselves. And, uh, uh, they're experienced and all that, so uh, obviously well coached. So, uh, it's going to be on us to have to go out and beat them. We're going to have to play really well. Larry Bird made it official today, stepping down as Pacers president, saying, quote, it was just time to go, end quote. And Bird said he wanted to spend more time with his wife and family. Only one game in the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight. The Penguins host the Capitals after taking the first two games of the series in Washington. Duke has given head football coach David Cutcliffe an extension through 2021. He's a two-time ACC coach of the year. The Jaguars have picked up the fifth-year option on quarterback Blake Bortles, and the Mets have lost ace Noah Syndergaard for an indefinite period due to a partially torn lat muscle. The Red Sox and Orioles meet tonight at Fenway for the first time since tempers flared in their previous series, resulting in a four-game suspension for pitcher Matt Barnes. I'm Rich Ackerman. He always has a rant. He always has a take. He's Jim Rome, and he's only on CBS Sports Radio. I hate that. Tierney. Usually when I go out on a limb, your partner's usually right. Tenacious. Get off me, punk. Testy. You know what I'm praying for? LaVora Bowl to suddenly shut up. Truthful. KD and Russell Westbrook are friends. They're not friends. They were good teammates. They weren't friends. They're talented. They're talking. They're Tiki and Tierney. Got it. Good Monday, T. What's happening? Tiki and Tierney show here inside the O'Reilly Auto Parts studio. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Hopefully everybody had an outstanding weekend. Back to work and obviously hit the NFL draft pretty hard. NBA playoffs. Uh, some new series begin tonight. Some old ones ended yesterday. T, we got a lot. My man is back from Big Sur. He is a marathon maniac. He, he was in California over the weekend. Literally, literally running. Mountains, oceans, and I bridges. In California, less than eighteen hours ago. <laughs> Personal best. No, it wasn't. I, I thought no, it was. No, 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 no. One oh, four twenty-eight no, no. was four forty-seven. Okay, out in uh, um, in Big Sur, which was hilly. It was beautiful. Yeah, but it was sure, hilly. it was cool. I got to give a lot of credit to my wife who bared the brunt of the kids at home while I was out in sunny California. It was bad weather. I'm stopped you sitting on a, on a boat, though, with your yeah, feet true, up, you know, having point. 13 good beers. Point. You were running 26 and a half miles yeah. for charity. More importantly, we raised, we raised a lot of money. Yeah. I think uh, nice. we raised about, I raised about six or 7,000. I think collectively as a team, we did uh, close to 30,000, which helps buy life boxes, which are life-saving kits for kids with autism who wander. So awesome. we did a good thing running a marathon for Culture City out there. Proud of you, Teak. Nice job. Thank you, sir. No doubt about it. Uh, obviously, we'll get to the hoops, no question. But can you explain to me, can anybody explain to me how, uh, uh, whatever level, what other, what, what, whatever measurement you want to use here to describe what in the world the Buffalo Bills did? Uh, there's a lot of ways to start the show. No idea. Okay, because there's no more. Well, we knew confounding. this was happening. We knew it was well, going to happen. I don't know that we knew that it was going to quite happen this That's way. That's what I mean. Okay. We knew Doug Whaley <laughs> was on his way out at some point, but hey, draft everybody for 2017 and. 
Peace out, you and the entire staff. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. It wasn't just him. Yeah. The entirety of the scouting department is gone in Buffalo. It's frightening. Very. It's alarming. It's disconcerting. It's sloppy. You know, and, and before I really read the story, which, of course, I did, you know, I'm saying to myself, well, there's got to be, and I'm, I'm holding it up, there's got to be a paragraph here relatively soon where, you know, I read that Doug Whaley was somewhat aware that this was possible and that mm-hmm. there was a succession plan that was drawn up so that Sean McDermott had ample say inside the war room. No, no, here, here's the quote from co-owner Terry Pagula. He says, this is ridiculous. I know you know the Pagulas a little bit here, but so when you talk to him, talk some sense into him, or at least ask him what the heck they were doing. Quote, he led the charge. He led the charge in the draft room. That's Doug Welly. So I, I just want everybody to understand. Now, very well, the draft may have actually gone well. I, I'm, I'm not even going to waste time judging. To be determined. No doubt about know. it. Like everybody. Yes. And we attach grades. We mm-hmm. want to have some definitive value. That's just to, to have something to say. Nobody knows. You don't know at home. We don't know. The Bills don't know. Uh, but what we do know is that they allowed an entire scouting department to construct a roster in their vision and then the day after the draft ended, they were all shown the door, and the guy who's left with that reconstructed roster had pretty much no say in the entire equation. Yeah, that about, is the dumbest thing I've heard in a long time. Talking about Sean McDermott, the new head coach. Yeah. Who you would think, and look, we've had this conversation around the connection between <laughs> general crazy. manager and head coach, right? This is the issue that's happening in Chicago right now with Ryan Pace. Uh, and John Fox, there's clearly a disconnect. And our own, our own Jason Lockin Ford has been reporting on this for a long time. We should try to get him on in the next few days uh, to see what's going on in Chicago uh, because that feels like that's heading for divorce at some point. But it, we knew that, that Buffalo was kind of 